Shalom Aleichem. I hope everyone's pumped for their weekend. Happy Friday for all my Yidden. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. Let's get into it. Let's jump right into the Chokhmah. So one way to reduce the grief felt after a loss is to look around and see just the dispersion of the attributes that this perished entity, you could call it, the person that's passed. Look at the dispersion of the attributes they've spread onto others in their life. So for example, right, let's say a mother was super kind and now you look around and you get to see that her friends and children have taken on that kindness in certain ways. So that person lives on in that way and that right there can help a person cope when you miss the good things about people that's grief not missing the bad things is relief so i was on tiktok and i saw a quote said work so hard the people hating now will be the ones googling you later i actually despise this quote i really don't like it after reading jay shetty's book think about this you're out to prove If that is your mindset, you are strictly out to prove. And guess what Jay Shetty taught me? When a person is trying to prove, even to prove to yourself, that's the ego scared of dying. (laughs) That's the ego scared of not being valid. You've been taught that you are what others say you are. And that's false. Your true essence is when you're mindful and clear-headed. That is your true essence. Like if I tell you to think about your next thought, you don't you don't even know what to think that is your true essence that present mindfulness when you have no thought so let's zip back to that person that wants to prove because they want to work so hard that the people will google them later well that just result results in toxic judgment and some like subconscious negativity to anyone who threatens them think about that if they come across someone who could threaten them being so successful that people google them they're gonna judge it's going to remind them of what they are not because they're trying to prove to people who they are instead of just expressing it. And this is a hot take. This is not proven. But if they expressed that who they really were was an insecure business person, I think they would be better off. Their well-being would be, would be greater because then they could actually get over that insecurity once you address it. You know what I mean? If you want to take care of a problem, you have to tackle it head on. You cannot avoid a problem. So it could come down to the materialistic, right? You, you drop a cup on the floor, it breaks. If you keep avoiding that problem, it's just going to cause more problems. You got to attack that problem. But let's look at it on a less materialistic, materialistic aspect. Excuse me. You, uh, you, you see someone smoking and you despise them for smoking. You hate them for smoking. And then that's an issue, right? Because that's hatred. That's anger. We got to address that. So instead of avoiding it and just forever being that judgmental person to those people that don't deserve it, now you attack it and you go, okay, okay, let's actually focus on this. Let's attack the issue. Why am I hating the person that smokes? Oh, okay. Because in my past, this happened, that happened. I was taught to not like that. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? That's wasn't my fault. wasn't anyone's fault. Oh, and now you've just addressed the issue. You're a better person. You've cleaned up the mess. You know, quite literally and figuratively. So going back once again in Jay Shetty's book, expression comes from your self-esteem. That's your higher self. So if someone comes along and they're not doing what you are, so instead of lashing out because it reminds you of being taught to invalidate anyone who is fill in the blank of your fear, (laughs) 
So if you're scared of being lazy and you come across someone who's extremely lazy, then, you know, you're going to invalidate that person. So instead of lashing out and invalidating them, self-esteem, a higher self, that, that expression that comes from those two things, that's going to teach you to love. And if that just sounds like a cliche person saying, oh, that just leads to love, blah, blah, blah. No, no, like, listen, you are going to project the love. You don't even care that they're being late because you don't judge. There is no judgment anymore because you're not scared of your own fears. Like, <laughs> let me let me reiterate this because I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm having a hard time telling you this. You judge strictly because you hate what you see in yourself or what you hypothetically see in yourself. That's why we judge. And sure, I understand you could judge a murderer because we hypothetically hate ourselves that we, if we murdered, we'd hate ourselves. Okay, so I get it. You can judge a murderer. But when it's just little things that don't matter, like someone's job title or work ethic, when we judge people for that, that shows what we hypothetically hate about ourselves. And now we're in a place of egocentric proving. I'll, I'll twist it all the way back again, okay? Express yourself. So if whatever you like to do, whatever your beliefs are, just express them because then that's your self-esteem. It's your higher self. Express it. And now you will not judge people. You will look at people and say, hey, I don't know them. I don't know their life. That's not me. That is literally not me. That's not my DNA. Therefore, it, I am not in the position to judge, but I know who I am. I love this. I love that. So I'm going to project my love of that onto that person. Let's say I'm judging them for being lazy and not working. I'm just going to, I don't know their story. So I'm projecting my love of hustle onto them. And I go, wow, you're just a beautiful soul. And that's it. That's it. Now we could go on to a whole nother thing. And I'm not saying all of a sudden you have to befriend like everyone that you don't like. I, you know, like that's, it's a deeper thing that I, I'm not educated on. But I'm just saying, this is a way that you don't have to hate everyone, okay? You can love some people. I love this tip. When someone shares something really deep to you and you're uncertain on what to say, try this. Tell me more about that. How is that affecting you? Or repeat back what they've just said in an upward inflection with your tonality. So someone comes and goes, and you go, hey, what's up, Jimmy? What's up? And they go, ah, my dad died last week. And, you, and again, right now, we're like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? That's really bad. That's really bad. Well, you can go, your dad died last week? Yeah. You know, he, he had cancer for four months. And you can either go, cancer for four months? Or you go, tell me more about that. Or, or how has that affected you? Boom. And now these people are going to open up way more. And, and that's such a good tip. Okay, so there's this professional social worker who was on TikTok and he goes, he poses the question, what is currently happening in the past right now? Does that not sound like a riddle or does that not sound like a riddle? What is currently happening in the past right now? So this is really interesting, right? He says that our memories are really just thoughts in the present labeled as the past. We're labeling that as the past. And, you know, he mentions how this helps ease feelings and let go of traumas or baggage, because you know what I'm going to tell you is 
that the past doesn't exist anymore. It did exist, but only because we label it that way and we've constructed that. That's a human construct, right? So when you realize like, oh, I'm actually just having a present memory. I am in the present remembering something that I've decided to call the past, that I've constructed. You're just constructing what you think the past is, even though we can't prove it exists. Anyways, maybe that helps you. Maybe it doesn't. And I, that helped me because I actually tried it. I was like, oh, so I thought of a memory. For example, my stuff was all stolen recently. I was like, well, actually that doesn't exist right now. The memory I just created exists and that's it. It's just a little bubble in my head. (laughs) Boom. Easy coping mechanism right there. Moving on to bigger pockets. It's a real estate investing podcast, but, and I'm not going to schmooze real estate on here right now. However, I love this. He says, if something's out of your control, don't worry. If it's in your control, no need to worry. (laughs) Isn't that just so simple and stoic? It's like, yeah, there it is. We have all the answers. It's in us always. Listen to this. The best people take responsibility for everything in their life. Now, those two things actually contradict, right? Because one's telling you not to worry ever. Another is saying to worry about things that are outside of your control because technically you had control in them. (laughs) That's what I took from it anyway. So sorry. I know I I ruined your day with some of that fakakta, but whatever. Next, there's a video on the art of negotiation. This was a lecture from the London Business School. And so, of course, I had to check it out because, yes, people go on YouTube and just watch lectures at prestigious Ivy League schools where people are paying a hundred grand to go watch these lectures. Anyways, so if you're wondering, I'm not going to have a ton of points on this, but they just say reciprocity, reciprocal behavior. If you give, you will get simple as that. That's a great way to negotiate. So this is also a manipulation tactic, right? You take someone out for coffee. They're more likely than strike, uh, win the deal with you. Also make something familiar or make the person identify with something. That's a way uh, to negotiate or manipulate. So for example, um, parents are really organized people. You should be using this file cabinet to stay organized if you're selling to a parent, you know? So then the parents going to be, they're going to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I identify as that, you know, organized. And I, that's what I want to be. So then you say, well, you should be using this file cabinet to stay organized. Otherwise you're not a, you know, a good parent. That's pretty much subconsciously what you're telling them. So anyway, I'm not saying all this is true. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm just saying this is what I learned. And these are things that stood out to me. And it's so true. Like think about how Nike sells to their athletes. Like an athlete wears this. An athlete does this. So buy our shit because that's, you're an athlete. This professor gives a story. So people would go knock on doors. They would say, hey, do you want to put this horrendously ugly slow down sign on your lawn they didn't say it like that but you get it and all everyone said no pretty much but then they went over a month later they said here here's a small sticker to say slow down in our neighborhood will you put it on your window uh, and people did that a decent amount did so after a few weeks they went back to them with that same ugly sign and way way more people said yes because guess what they were familiar with it the sticker that looked similar And they identified as someone who was anti-speed in their neighborhood. Boom. 
So familiarity and identity is huge. That's a way to manipulate and, and negotiate with people. Okay. Uh, another thing here is if everyone's doing something, then they will agree more often. This is very simple. And I'll repeat that one more time. Is if everyone is doing something, they will agree more often. Boom. Because I realized last episode I was banging things out and I feel like some of the stuff you guys didn't catch. Overall, this was a bad lecture, to be honest. Um, and because that was it. That's all I got out of it. And I was like, ah, okay. Okay, I guess if I'm ever negotiating, I'll think of that stuff. But she was telling just a lot of stories. I've noticed that. I've noticed really good speakers. Well, really good as in they have clout. They just tell stories to kind of get their points across instead of giving me that dense info I want. Okay, TED Radio Hour. Freaking fantastic podcast. Absolutely full of nachos whenever I listen to it. And this is interesting. One little point from this. It said, technology's morality is wielded by its creator. And the context was drones that drop things off. And they were, and then the guy starts saying like, you know, we create drone technology to for the best. For, sorry, for, not, for the best. No, no. I mean, we create drone technology for the better. They drop these medicines off at the hospital using drones and stuff. And it was really, it was awesome. And then he says drones can also be used for warfare, which is so true. And so the morality is wielded by the creator when it comes to technology. So cool. Um, anyways, folks, that, this is going to be a really short one. That's all the chokhmah for you. I hope you took something out of that. And actually, next time I talk to you, I'll be giving you a book summary, another book summary. And this one is about marriage. Who would have thought? Because I don't know if you all know, but I am petrified of divorce. It's one of my biggest fears. So I thought, why not read a marriage book? I'm reading all these books on finance and career and whatever and self-help. It's, it's time to learn. And that is titled Beyond the Chuppah. The Chuppah is in Judaism something you put over the two people getting married. Um, to symbolize it like they are the king or the queen of the day, um, like royalty. <laughs> Anyways, there's your little Judaism lesson. But this book, and this book, by the way, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. It's going to be a Jewish book. No, no, no. Trust me, it was just a straight up marriage book. So that is that. Oh, I love doing this. I kind of, I'm kind of sad this is only 15 minutes. Folks. I really, really wish you the best. Oh my gosh. I'm only sending my love. Y'all can do such tremendous things. Ah, and I'm so excited about things that are going to happen to me that like I, I can't help but want that for you. Like you guys, mm, message me and tell me what your aspirations are so I can just vicariously live through you. When I say you guys watch, it's probably like two people that listen to this. So, uh, and I probably know who you are. So send the message if, if this is 50 years down the road also send a message i don't care if you're listening and i'm dead like just i wish you the best see you later uh, i wish i could delete that ending because that is so cringe if you've made it this far i'm so sorry for all that cringy lovey-dovey stuff i gotta go see ya well i hope you enjoyed another one i'm gonna be back next week with a book summary enjoy see you later thanks for listening ray five stars on apple Podcasts. if you're listening there take care